Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. I'm Jeff. I was contemplating how long I wanted to pretend to take that picture to see how long you could stretch that whole intro out. Oh, I can stretch it for days. That's what she said. That's Wally Wells. Yep. Wells. All the Wells. How, how are you doing? Not too bad. Okay. He's not the new James Bond, by the way. No. Who is the new James Bond? I don't know. Uh, it's not Wells. How do we know? Well, is it Idris Elba? No, it's not him either. It should have been. That would have been really cool. I, I, I think he could have done a real, real fun time with that. Uh, part of me wonders if he's maybe like a, getting to be a little too old. But then Daniel Craig isn't exactly a spring chicken either. All right. So true story. I have not seen a single one of the Daniel Craig double O's. How dare you? Now, I will say Quantum Solace. Uh, like, like that's when you kind of need to. Really, what you need to do is you look at Casino Royale, Quantum Solace as one like mini event, mm-hmm. like like mini series kind of thing, and you yeah. just kind of like Quantum Solace is not great, but it's all one big long continuative story, which I think is really interesting. Okay, Skyfall was was great, although I can't stay awake through it anymore. So I mean, is it seriously one of those like I should actually watch them? You you need to watch Casino Royale if nothing else. Okay. At least watch Casino Royale. All right, and if you don't like it, look. I mean, I tried, like, Pierce Brosnan. That wasn't my thing. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, Pierce Brosnan is like the... I hate to be this way, but I'm going to get hate mail for this. Hate mail at crapbeercast.com, but he's kind of like the Doctor Who. He's like Roger Moore. Mm -hmm. It's it's like a little too campy and a little too caricature. Okay. But Daniel Craig brings, like, a real nice, like, grit to the role. Because I didn't like any of the old ones, obviously, either. So none of those really clicked for me. Give Casino Royale a chance. Okay. And in... Make it all the way through it. Okay, it's a long movie. Okay, but if you don't if if you don't like what he's doing there, you're not going to like any of the others. Gotcha. He just okay. he has a style, and it's not the it's more action than it is like spy thriller. Okay. So, but there's still some of that spy thriller stuff in there too. All right, cool. Hey, Wells. Yeah. Who is this Craft Brewer Alliance, and what are they doing? Well, I mean, we've heard of Craft Brewer Alliance. They're a publicly traded company. Uh, it's Kona, uh, Widmere, and Red Hook. And they are, public, as said, publicly traded, but uh, AB has a chunk of them and also yep. helps out with their uh, uh, distribution footprint. So they're not typically, or not actually a, a craft brewer by the craft brewer you know, designation, Yeah, uh, the Which, Brewer Association, but... This, this name has always given me fits because... They're growing, though. Craft Beer Association doesn't view Craft Beer, craft Brew Alliance... As actual craft brew, uh, makes my head hurt. Well, yeah. So there's a lot to unpack in this article. Uh, namely, that Craft Beer Alliance is up. And, and keep in mind that also, uh, you know, ropes in Appalachian Mountain Brewing in North Carolina, too. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot they're, about those guys. AMB, yeah. They're uh, Boone ish. I think so. That sounds right. But some of their stuff is brewed up in, you know, on the New Hampshire, I believe. Okay. Cool. So, anyway, a whole bunch of numbers here. Uh, craft beer sales overall in the first, 2000, first half of 2018 uh, jumped 5%. So, that's neat. Uh, but Craft Brew Alliance showed Kona jumping 7%. And did you know Boston Beer even jumped up 12%? 
but it's their hard tea, cider, and seltzer. Yeah, which we right. talked about. Their beer is still on the decline. I, yeah. I literally have not seen anyone buy Boston Lager at a retail establishment in probably two years. Yeah. I mean, like, it, you know, not that I'm nosy, but I always kind of look to see what other people are buying, and it's like nobody's well, ever and, buying. And, and I won't mention the beer, but when a certain co-host gets back, I have located a beer from them that we are going to do on this show. A Boston beer beer? Uh-huh. You and I had off-mic conversations about that. Yeah, okay, yep. sure. Yep, and we will have that beer on this show solely for the lulls. Yeah, well, and it may be fine. Yeah, you never you know. know. I mean, it, you know, you're, you're all right. Spoiler, he's not listening anyway. Don't yeah, matter. Your turn. You know, we're talking about uh, Sam Adams uh, New England style IPA. Yep. Which comes in a four pack, yeah, all and, pint and, cans. And again, it may be fine because as we saw with that. $8 for that thing. Sure. And we saw with that, that Stone uh, Fear Movie Lions from last show. Yeah. Now, you know, like we often bash on the big brewers for getting to the party late. Right. But oftentimes when they actually do it, it's usually pretty decent. Well, I mean,. You know, the whole thing that has always cracked me up about Sam's in particular is that Jim Cookcock Coke has notoriously stated he hates IPAs. Right. And now they're doing a hazy IPA. And flat out, you know, he's not happy about that either. Flat out on the can, it says NE style IPA. And it's just a, a plain can, it's got their logo on it. Like, there's no other real way to tell who it is other than, you know, there's Sam Adams logo and New England style IPA. And like I said, it's it comes in pipe cans in a four pack for eight bucks. I was like, they know what they're doing. Sorry, I had a Lord of the Rings moment there. It comes in pints. It comes in pints. <laughs> You've had two halves already. But what about second breakfast? <laughs> nice crispy bacon. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this one, Wells? I mean, I read through it too, and I, no, it is just neat to see kind of everything, all these stats, and kind of laid out pretty bare bones. I mean, it, it is. It is. So it's interesting here at the bottom. So the key takeaway. All right. So I'll cheat. TLDR. The key takeaway. The big risk for the Craft Beer Brew Alliance is that the success is tied almost wholly to Kona Brewing, which is kind of scary. I mean, yeah. Pipeline Porter, like I remember really enjoying that back in the day before yep. they got picked up or before I knew any better. Probably. I think that's probably the better way to put it. Yeah. Pipeline Porter really enjoyed that. But, but yeah, the other brands it owns, Red Hook, Widmere, nobody's buying that beer. I've seen people actually buying Kona beer. Well, and I was going to say, so uh, not necessarily a Red Hook, but Widmer was one that I used to go to yep. before they got snagged up in this whole mess. Because to me, back in that time, that was a fairly solid oh, craft brewery. You know, like I was all excited about this key takeaway and then they killed it for me. So blah, blah, blah. Success is tied to Kona Brewing, Hawaii, you know, whatever. If the beer drinking community turns on Kona like it did for Sam Adams, Craft Brew Alliance could experience a serious setback. But as it stands now, investors could be saying mahalo or thank you for the big wave they'll be catching. And the reason that they did that is because the flagship brand for Kona is called Big Wave. Uh, And it jumped up 22%. It's a a shitty pun, but it's not the end of the world. I have an appreciation for it. I really do. He's angry tonight. I like angry wells. Oh, God. I know what the problem is. I'm going to tell you what. Bobby, I'm going to tell you what. No, this does not angry. make me angry. This Okay, this does make me angry. Okay. <laughs> Hold this on. So first off, for first off, it's does almost it football doesn't? season, and I don't care what anybody says, preseason is not football season. Thank you. Do not be sending me, like, 
I'm about to quit Twitter because of all of this. Oh, it's football season. No, it's not. It's the preseason. It doesn't count. And people are out there and they're getting hurt and they're retiring before the season right? even starts. And poor Josh is all excited that he's got somebody and then they leave. Hey, I wasn't that excited. I you, mean, it was a um, random tweet. There were like 12 S's in your yes. Queen. Whatever. <laughs> it's a random tweet, honestly. I... I because it's Belichick, it's a white wide receiver. <laughs> this could be the next next Wes Welker, or this could be another Julian Edelman who barely does anything and spends half his season on the sidelines. You just never know. From game to game, who knows? Exactly. Fantasy roulette. But Meanwhile, the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, let's they, talk about them. They decided to do this big thing when they opened their new stadium, which is kind of becoming a trend in both MLB and the NFL of. Look, we understand these games are retardedly expensive to come to. So we're going to give you some really good amenities to do this. And we're going to try to do this cheap. So they knocked down the price of their food. They knocked down the price of like hot dogs and hamburgers and some of the other things. And now they are going to be selling a $5 pale ale at home games. Does it come along with a foot long? It might. (laughs) Here's so, the thing, though. A $5 craft pale ale. Nobody knows who is producing this beer yet. Yeah. What's up with that? Because you're supposed to. Yeah. So is this AB that's making this? Well, it says craft pale ale, so nope. Well, I mean, it's Atlanta. It's probably Terrapin. So uh, in all likelihood, it's probably Molson Coors that's doing well, this. But, but, but ter- Terrapin isn't Atlanta, though. It's Athens. Athens, but all right. Who else there? Monday night. Yeah, but this Monday, Monday night's night, not going to be big enough. Yeah, no. And really, honestly, Terrapin's not big enough either to provide that. Well, you know what, though? You're just, just supplying saying, a stadium. It's nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, how much beer that would they have to provide the stadium? Because, I mean... At, I don't know. At $5 a pint, a lot of it. Well, not only a lot of it, but what are they actually willing to take money-wise? Like, I don't believe that Monday night or... <laughs> you know what it is? It's scoff law. <laughs> oh god oh god if there's ever if i've ever wanted for anybody to expand too fast and crumble under their own weight this would be that moment falcons aren't saying who was making the beer but five dollars for 12 ounces like that's the same amount that you could buy a domestic beer last year that's the same amount that you would pay for water okay i'm just gonna put it out there a bottle of water is gonna be five bucks yeah if not seven wait beer's cheaper <laughs> Nothing could go wrong with this, by the way. No, no, no way this goes south. No, not at all. $19.25 for 22 ounces of craft beer if you're a San Francisco Giants game. What? You've been to the Panther Stadium. Oh, I know, but I'm not paying 88 cents an ounce because it's the highest, but that's ridiculous. Captive audience. Yeah, exactly. So why does this make you angry? Is it because you don't know who's making it? Or is it just because it's the Atlanta Falcons? Well, because the... (laughs) Yes. Even though the Panthers have made great strides this year in having more Charlotte brewery options than ever before, it doesn't stop the fact that they've been really shitty to Charlotte breweries over the last two, three seasons. Yeah. So, look... just as soon as I'm like, wow, the Panthers under new ownership are starting to like get their heads out of their asses and engage more like actual local outfits. Fucking Atlanta comes around and is all like, hey, man, hey, look $5 at craft pale ale. I'm like, shit. Good. 
look, good for them. Yeah. I think this is a smart move. It I'd is. love to see more of it. It is just super frustrating. Well, I mean, you know, we've got plenty of stories, so we can vamp on this one for a little bit. Uh, so Whoa. Let's not vamp. Let's not vamp too long because I really want to talk about that next one. Well, yeah, no, no, we're going to get there. Uh, so, Chuck, fairly known on the show as who? Yeah, exactly. Slides into the DMs because we <laughs> were. Of, he's a lonely man. He's a very lonely man because we were playing Wells uh, last Friday, and he asked if I was going to the game. And number one, I said no because preseason football is not football. Practices. I'm not paying for practices. No, absolutely not. I refuse to. And then I stopped and thought about it. I've never been to an NFL game in my life, ever. Really? Never. Mm. Like you, a regular season game. Do you not have $300 for a ticket in the nosebleed section? Exactly. And then on top of that, now I have to pay 20-some-odd bucks for a craft beer? No! I'm well, going to sit on my ass on my forget couch. About, forget about the fact that then you're also, don't forget, going to have to probably pay surge pricing for Uber. Yep. So, I mean, you know, $500 for a day, or maybe I'll just go buy an Xbox and actually screw it. I'll buy a new 55-inch TV for that money. Yeah. And sit at home. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll just have direct TV. And this is why I become a hermit. Right. <laughs> and I mean, let's face it, for me, if I'm going to go to a game, in all likelihood, I'm flying to Boston, so that's going to add into the cost of it. That's what you get for being a Patriots fan, you piece of shit. Thank you. Your team is garbage. Thank you. So is yours. Yours well, is far more garbage than we are. How many di- rings does Brady have? Different. Let's count them. Uno, different garbage. Like cuatro, I, cinco, I, didn't even, I didn't even bother looking at the reading the article. Why did he hang up on the guy? Because he asked him about his trainer traveling with him. Like, what's that even about? Uh, who knows? I don't even want to talk about it. Because oh, I hit a sensitive spot. No, it's that that whole thing's weird and. Brady's probably gone at the end of the season. You know he's going to be he's going to come out as a Scientologist here before. Oh, I'm 99.9% sure he is. He's going to be like an 83rd level Thetan or something like that. Oh, Jesus like. Christ. <laughs> so what I thought was most interesting about that uh they rolled back prices last year on like other things Yeah, like, like I said Coca-Cola, earlier, like, popcorns concessions everything. Yeah, hot dogs and shit like that was like normal pricing that human beings could afford. They rolled it back at one stadium and not the other. 50% lower and fans still manage to spend more. Like, this is economics 101. Right. Like, lower prices, people buy more of it. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, and like Jeff said earlier, you're a captive audience when you're there. So if you make the shit cheaper, I'm going to be far more likely mm-hmm. to spend my money yeah. when I'm there. If I know I'm going in, if my proposition is $20 for a 20-ounce beer, odds are I'm probably going to pregame harder. Yep. And, and I'm you're not, not getting anything from me then. And I'm not wanting any beer when I get in there. Or I get one and I nurse that thing the entire night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well. Yeah, exactly. It versus, hey, if it's five bucks, eh, fuck it. I can yeah. show up right at kickoff time and have a couple and I can feel yeah. good. And I don't need to sit in this parking lot of the stadium for four hours. Yeah, I mean, kickoff. make it up with volume, you know? And, yeah. and so, again, it'll be interesting to see what this craft beer is. And, and my bet is that it's going to be, you know, the crafty arm of one of the big beers. No, I'm calling it right now. It's Molson Coors. It has to be. It has to be. Who's do we know who's in the Atlanta Stadium today? That would make a big difference because if Bud's got it today, then watch it. Watch it be Goose. Mm, wow, that'd be interesting. Be a very, very interesting. Goose Pale. They that can make be. that cheap. And it would be, quote unquote, craft. 
according to how they're trying to market that stuff. Yeah. And there's a Budweiser facility in Georgia. Okay. So well, it very well could be. I, I mean, it's, Goose it's Island kind of, yeah. Pale I mean, that is craft. Like when you go to that little mom and pop restaurant, and they still consider Heineken an import. Guaranteed that the first time that their home game is, they're against the Panthers. September. I mean, it's after Labor Day, second week, whatever the date is. Can't remember off the top of my head. I guarantee you, somebody will find out by then. So we will follow up. Oh sure. Of who actually? We'll follow up that. eventually. Anyway, yeah. I mean, it's, this is not going to be kept a secret for long. Or we'll just forget about it for five years and come back to it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, like you know how the Atlanta hey. Falcons aren't a franchise anymore? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> we do a bad job at following up on things, y'all. Sometimes we do. Sometimes, Sometimes we do. So we talked about this when we were at uh, Divine Barrel when we talked mm-hmm. about some exploding can things and yes, exploding not, cans. not their not their cans, right? No, 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 not no. their cans, but we but just like talked the, about the, the new trend of overfruiting a Berliner Weiss that still has active yeast, and then like they're basically a ticking time bomb unless you keep them refrigerated to you know sixty degrees, right? And then probably one of my favorite Reddit, and I'm shocked that Jeff put this in. Like, are you on Reddit now? I stumbled on Reddit one day. Okay. And I had, like, I subscribed to slash R slash beer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, cool. Here's the thing. And I'm like, oh, wow. There's all sorts of interesting news articles today. And so I put, like, four or five links in there. And I'm like, I hit up Josh. I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I read it in. I'm not read it. Look at me. But uh, we, we talked about this. But this has to be one of my favorite articles of all time. Because basically, hey, Chicken Little, the sky is falling. Warning. We had... A fruited beer, and it was sitting on a shelf, and the cans are exploding. So, goddamn you, evil twin, for making a bad beer. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, except that it's happening everywhere. Yes. So, like, don't get me wrong. I get it. You know, the internet hate machine has to hate something at all times. So, we're going to hate on evil twin. But um, it really was an improper beer. And like I said, uh, I think last year, I was in Kits Friday. It's a week ago, Friday. Now, if you're listening. And he had the same beer. Yeah. And it was blown up on his shelf, too. And he said they were just, like, taking video, just tossing it against the wall and watching it explode. That but, sounds like a lot of fun, though. Right? But was it, it refrigerated me... the entire time? Is no. my question. Okay. No, but I mean, Spoiler alert. But here, so, okay. Most beer isn't refrigerated. I want you to think about every local bottle shop that you've been in and big box bottle shop that you have ever been in, what is the percentage of chilled space that they have comparative to regular shelf space? Okay, so good question. And I am a little spoiled at Common Market because 90% of that stuff is refrigerated. Okay, okay. so so there's an outlier. Right. There's one. On the yes. bell curb, yes. there's their Common Market's doing it right. Yes. And they have, I, I, I completely agree with you. Okay, so let's exclude Common Market for a second. Okay. Like, it, like Total Wine is a great example. 90% of that shit is sitting on a shelf. It's warm on a shelf. Yep. And, and I mean, whether, I mean, like, look, all of our favorite spots, even, and again, I was at Kits. Most of the stuff that Kits got on a shelf. Yeah. It's, it's, it's standing out. It's not in the fridge. Cause you know why? Refrigeration is expensive. Yes. I mean, Brawley's the same way. Most of that stuff is sitting on a shelf. Yeah. Mm. No, it's been He's, a while. It's, it's been, been a while. while. Okay. Uh, but but I mean, Salud yeah. has gotten a lot better since the last time I went in there. I'd say it's 50-50. But more, you are, you are, again, those are maybe exceptions. But again, your Total Wines. Well, your Big Box, absolutely. I don't see that. I mean, you think about Vintner. All the shelves that they had, they had two. Holy shit, two, yeah. Three. They have like no fridges in there, they, really. They like so imagine, imagine just little grenades sitting on a shelf. That's all they are. Well, but whose fault is this? What exploding cans? Yes, the 
Well, the brewery. The brewer. Why? Because they made something that is inherently unsafe. See, I'm going to argue that. You, you, no, you are not going to win this argument. I know I'm not, but I'm still going to argue it. I, okay, here we go. Milk was an example of something that was used in the article. Okay. Right? Um, if I leave milk, uh, a milk carton in my car for a couple days, it's going to spoil, right? Yes. And it, I'm going to open that thing up if I can. And I'm, it'll come out as one chunk. It'll come out as a chunk. It's going to be kind of repulsive, and I'm not going to want to drink it, right? Right. right. Uh, if I did the same thing with some of these cans, they're talking about three days at room temperature, and the things are blowing up. That's Exploding. metal. It is very metal. I get that. <laughs> it is very metal. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, what's one of the biggest things we've harped on on the show? Keep beer cold. Keep it fresh. But again, so, so, so number one, not every distribution chain. Oh no, absolutely not. Not not everywhere is there going to be a chain of uh, chain of ownership. I can't think of the right term for it. But it leaves a brewery and it doesn't always go onto a cold truck. No, no. We're, we're spoiled by old Mac because they have chilled trucks. Yeah. But not every distributor has that. Yep. So number one, you've got that problem. Number two, again, most of these bottle shops are not going to invest and buy refrigerated units for everything because that's dumb. And it is. But I guess, I don't know. A refrigerator takes up, what, 50% more space than a a similar, like... Just a shelf, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when every inch of real estate is a priceless commodity... So let me ask this question, too, and I don't think there's... I don't know that either of you will have the answer for this, but did, did Evil Twin send any kind of note to their distributor or to the 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 actual uh, establishment saying, "By the way, this one really needs to be refrigerated"? Because I'm betting they didn't. Well, and they I was put it say- on their cans, which I mean, so what? I mean, you know, like we've made the joke how many times about stones enjoy by. Yeah. What happens if I don't enjoy it by that date? Is right. it going to explode? Right. Well, well, no, it's not gonna. Well, and how many times have we looked at a beer itself and it says keep cold on the can or on the six pack or whatever the case is, and you just see it sitting warm at a big box retailer? Yeah. I mean, you know, granted, everybody, every brewer would prefer that their beer be kept cold because it keeps the integrity of the beer. Right. Yes. However, the establishment may not be suited for that. But some of these uh, can releases are brewery direct. And, you know, you ship a beer, like (laughs) you you get a beer in a trade across country, and you ship that beer, and it shows up at the other end, and it's exploded. So, (laughs) so funny story. Uh, (laughs) Um. Got a beer shipment from a buddy one time, and um, he sent it from his work account, which was a medical company, and uh, it had my contact information on it. And one, like he tried shipping a glass growler, good intentions, but right, you know, thought we, you know, he thought he had padded it well enough, it broke. And so I get this panic call. And it's this manager, and they're like, listen, we need to talk about whatever was in your, you know, whatever this package. 
we need to know if it was dangerous. And I'm like, no, that's not dangerous. And they're like, well, you got to understand it's got like a medical company label on it and there's fluid leaking out of it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to touch it. They're afraid it's biohazard. I'm like, it's not biohazard. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Well, what is it? I'm like, well. It's vinegar? It's hot sauce. Yeah. It's hot sauce. It's vinegar. It's a collectible vinegar. Yeah. It's, it's a multi-liquid. You'll be fine. Just, just go with it. It's hot sauce. Um, I, I don't know. All right. So here, I guess here's where I stand. <clears throat> yes, this is on the breweries for making a style that we know hits secondary fermentation when it goes into a mm-hmm. vessel. But at the same time, I don't feel like you can necessarily place 100% of blame on so, that. So there are things that you can do to allay this problem of exploding cans. If you're going to overly fruit something, right? Right. Um, filter your beer to get the fucking yeast out okay. and then fruit the beer. Okay, cool. You're going to have a fruited beer with no exploding cans. Option number two, you fruit the beer, don't filter the beer, but you know there, there's an additive that can stop any secondary fermentation, but it's going to mute the fruit flavors. Okay. That's your second option. Option number three, you can flash pasteurize your cans. That's what a lot of the cideries that that can flash pasteurize. If they're not going to add anything to like, you know, stop fermentation from happening, like, look, let's just, we'll flash pasteurize and start it that way. Okay. I mean, those are three options that people can do. Oh, there's a fourth. What? Oh, yeah. Get sued. No. The fourth one is don't can this shit. I mean, like, okay, and, and I'll tell you, experiment with can carbonation. Like, bottle this thing flat. Like, like bottle carbonation. Yeah, you can can carbonate, but you know, just have fermentation be pretty done. Dose every if you're like dose every can with fruit. Put a little bit of yeast in it, and it's just like your bottle on a, like on a homebrew scale. You know, yeah. Bottle conditioning is very much a thing. Can condition is a thing. You know who can conditions Sierra Nevada, really New Belgium. Yeah. Did not do that. Because it's a great way to get rid of oxygen. Huh. Or option four, don't release cans. So what's one of our favorite beers here in Charlotte that you can't buy in cans or bottles or anything? It's called Higher Ground. Yeah. Yeah. And they just know that it is not going to perform well in cans. And they don't want the, they, they don't want the chance of someone shipping it across country in a hot UPS truck and having the beer degrade. Like, Birdsong gets it. All these other breweries, they're just trying to cash in on the, you know, fruited juice bomb. (laughs) Juice bomb. Hello. Literal juice bomb. But, you know, this this whole, like, I mean, you know, it's like those uh, cans of uh, blackberry picking from Heist. Mm -hmm. Those have, like, those stay in the fridge. Yeah. Until they're ready to be consumed. Those made me nervous as hell. But mine were all cold kept, so. Yep, same here. I still open them over the sink. Yeah. Just, I, you never know. But just because it's in a bottle doesn't, you know, that's just a different mechanism to break. The bitch of it is cans. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this. So if anybody online wants to correct me, I'm at all the wells. Uh, I think cans uh, can hold higher PSI than bottles. Okay. I mean, it would make sense just, I don't know. You, you can argue all day long that this is not the brewery's fault, but 
Look, I, I don't think they're maliciously trying to harm well, people. And that's of course my point. Not, no. I mean, it, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. It falls on both. It falls but, on the... Reta- the but, I mean, at the end of the day... But if you've ever been sitting in a damn bottle shop when a can fucking explodes... Oh, I bet that would scare the shit out of me. <sighs> Look, at you know, you think about any other industry, like automotive. When there's even the slightest problem, <laughs> especially, you know, like the, the, the whole uh, uh, Fight Club line. Yeah. You know, they do the math. But and when how people expensive are dying, is it to recall? Yeah, when yeah, they, they'll do a recall. Yeah. You have cans that are exploding. This is not this is not normal, right? It's not It's normal. not normal. So it, they should have done a recall and everybody else that makes a similar beer needs to be looking at this and saying, "You know what? Maybe we need to change our practices just a little bit because you don't want to be one of the first craft breweries to get popped to the lawsuit like this." Yeah, that's true. I just picked up the damn can and it put aluminum shrapnel in my hand. Good luck winning that. What are you going to come back with? Well, you should have been keeping it cold. Good, like, let me know how that works out. Yeah. All right. Good point. Hey, Jeff. I know this was before Wells' time. Oh, man. God, yeah. Yes, it was. Do you remember the pizza beer? Dude, I do. Like, so, you know, we often joke about, I say joke, but I mean, <clears throat> we talk about essential drinking. Like beers that you really just need to have, right? Just to have it. Yep. And then one time, Chris brings in this beer, and <laughs> I love this rating. And 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 it just like I I want to say this was from Florida. No, Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. And I thought it was Mark that provided this. With we could. I'll, I'll look it up here in a second. Okay. But uh, yeah, Mama Mia's pizza beer or not Mama? It was. Uh, no, it's Mama Mia's pizza beer. Yeah. And this was. Like a legit pizza beer. And we had heard tale of this for a long time. Uh, I kept pushing to try it because, you know, I like to live dangerously. I thought it would be fun. 2014. And this, and we're not going to go through the entire ins and outs. Like always, we put the articles onto craftbeercast.com. But this basically talks about the rise and fall of what was legit known as the pizza beer. This thing tasted like pizza in a beer. Jay Leno even joked, normally you don't get this combination until you vomit it up later. St. Charles, Illinois. Um, Chris brought it. Okay. Ja- January 2014. Okay. I always it, felt like Mark for some reason. Yeah, yeah. But. Well, I mean, because when it's a crappy adjunct beer, it's right. normally Mark, right? right. But like, mm. like, like this beer was... You're not buying a six pack of this. No, this is like Ghostface Killer or or some of those others where you buy it for the novelty to share it, but like I swear to you, it tasted like they put a margarita pizza in it. Yes. As far Ale as brewed del- with oregano, basil, tomato, and garlic, garlic, garlic. It yep. delivers exactly on what it's trying to be, and it's now, rocking like a two point something on Untapped. Well, yeah, because so. it's gross. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you know, you just. You don't expect those flavors in a beer, and it's and, not, and it's, you don't really want them. And it's yeah, it's not pleasant. Nobody's going back and buying it again, I don't think. But you know, it's just it's a, it's a yeah, yeah. Well, and so much so that basically, long story short, Chris was the only one that bought it. If that tells you anything, Jesus. Uh, this idea came up as a crazy idea. They wanted to enter it into JBF as something unique, something different, something interesting, because they thought, hey, and at one point. They were putting whole tomatoes into the mash with this. Like, they went that far into trying to make a pizza beer. Uh, <clears throat> they scale it down. They get it into 
what could potentially be something marketable. The guys that are making now, uh, not your father's root beer and all the other stuff, are the ones that actually originally bottled and brewed this. Really? Yes. So not your father's became too popular, and they're like, "Sorry, yeah, exactly. We were, we were contract brewing for you, but you're not you're not worth you're not it. selling enough, and so now they are looking for somebody else to contract brew this beer. Perhaps but you've them. been this relationship ended in 2013. Yes. So when you guys had it, mm, six months old, maybe. Yeah. Um, how the fuck hard is it to find a contract brewery? How long does it take? Four years, I guess. Yeah. That's weird. I don't really think it's that. I think people look at this and go, why do I want to? Yeah, I don't want to make this, and this isn't going to sell, and this isn't worth my time to run this all through my equipment, because I can't imagine. Could you imagine, as somebody that has brewed on a professional level, Yep. could you imagine having to clean a mash tun that has had oregano... It's had whole tomatoes. It's had pressed garlic. It's had all this other shit inside of it. I don't care that it's stainless steel. You're not putting that in the mash tun. You'd put that in the fermenter probably, and then imagine cleaning that. All right. So yeah. even then, would you want to do that if I, you were? I would like to switch out my soft parts, like my have spe- Hang on, where you left? <laughs> uh. Like my hoses, right? Gaskets, uh, things yeah. along those lines. Well, because uh, imagine- stainless, I can clean that, but yeah, I, I would imagine those You're flavors kind stuff of. With s- yes. Well, yeah, I mean garlic, especially that stuff does not leave. It's like putting root beer through, you know, your your. Well, yeah, the first time I ever line. made some homemade root beer and I ran it through a tap line, it ruined a yeah, tap Yeah, congratulations. Line. That's a root beer tap line now. <laughs> yeah, this same is thing why over here. you don't drink the Coke Freestyle Machine. Because everything, everything tastes, tastes like, like root, root beer. beer. Yep, exactly. Man, the Sprite tastes like root beer. I wonder why. Everything tastes like root beer. So, yeah. so I, I, I think it's pretty simple. It's nobody wants to brew this because it's going to wreck their equipment. Going to wreck it. And I think that's, wreck it. I think that's plain and simple why this beer has died. I'm that very said, happy. I mean, like it is kind of shame. I mean, look, it's it was a fun experiment. It was. It's one of those that I'm like, I'm glad to have tried it. It'd be great if everybody could try it. Sorry about you. But this guy, like, to end the article, he continues to look for a contract brewer and still dreams big. He wants to expand his beer line with a salsa beer and a curry ale. Okay, I'm just going to stop him right there. That's, that's, a, that's a big nope. The pizza beer was interesting. Congratulations. You did something that got you a little bit of attention. Yeah. You had fun with it. Yep. Uh, your ride came to an end. Time to it, move It's on. like a roller coaster, They call you it 15 know? minutes for a reason. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine a curry or a salsa beer? <laughs> I mean, I love curry, but it doesn't need to be in my like, beer. Like you take Birdsong's jalapeno pale, you throw some tomatoes in there. Mm. Maybe. I'll do that on my own time. I am not expecting them to do it for no, me. Right. No, 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 no. That is not in the next pilot batch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, thank you, ma'am. Because you'd it's also serious. need onions. You would also need some cilantro. You would need way too much. Randall it. Oh, gosh. put it through the randall. Oh. Let me know when that b- beer, that Randall, comes out so I know to be somewhere else. <laughs> right. So I can leave the city. But yeah, like Jeff said, this was a fun beer, and I'm glad to be one of the probably few people that actually got to try it, but not something I yep. think I would ever, yep. ever seek out. Mm. One was plenty. Yeah. So hey. Uh, Rip pizza beer. Yeah. Pizza beer, man. That's the kind of stuff that you get uh, 
quality well, quality I, I, beer tasting from us here at the Craft Beer Cast. Uh, maybe you appreciate that. And you want to help us find more beers like that. So you want to go to patreon.com slash craftbeercast and support us. Send us some dollars and uh, help us buy more. Or maybe you want to send us, because you have crazy beers like this in your market, and you're like, man, these guys would love something like this. By all means, hit us up at CBCast or contact your craftbeercast.com via email. Um, love to arrange, uh, you know, either a trade. We're happy to do that. Yeah. Um, or if you just got stuff, we've got a couple people, you know, thanks to Chuck and Scott and the other Scott and Jason and Kevin and yeah, we, somebody out uh, in, in Manside, you know, a handful of people that'll just, you know, send us beer. And yeah. man, we appreciate that. We love having it on here. We don't have a problem name dropping you. That's what you like. Absolutely. Um, but Yeah. So one one last fun fact before we go to break. Oh, oh yes, yes. Do you know the original pizza beer was actually clocking in at nine point two ABV? Oh damn! Yeah, they Stay dropped on. They they dropped it down to four point two. Could you imagine a nine point two percent ABV pizza beer? I think I just did. <laughs> Can you imagine getting drunk on that? Oh god! Yeah, but no. it's a saison with all that though. It's going to be a little bit different. It is. And an American pale ale with all this bullshit. Literally. Yeah, because it was originally a Saison with okay. Saison yeast and everything else. All and right. Then, AKA, this beer used to be really dope. It might have been. You, you could be right. And then we got the bullshit version of it, but yep. whatever. Meanwhile, is that, a, is that a Sprecher bottle? Yep. Yep. That's it. Spre- Interesting. Sprecher was who was doing their contract brewing. Interesting. We yeah. just talked about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I was checked out. I was reading this other bottle over here. All right. Are we ready for break? I guess so. We'll be back in 30. It's time for buy no buy. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beer. We give it a one or zero, and at the end, we are going to put something on tap. Jeff, what is the first beer up? So it's a funny thing that happens sometimes when I'm out. It doesn't happen that often when I'm out, but I mean, I'm out, and I go to a bottle shop that also serves, and I have a couple. Talk to the proprietor. I end up walking out with a lot of beer. You get saucy, and then the wife looks at me and says, "Really." Really, bro? Really? Really, bro? And so, um, <laughs> so kids, <laughs> everything's awesome at kids, right? I, I gave him crap about that. I'm like, you know, every time I come here, you tell me everything's awesome. I end up buying half of it. I've got to quit listening to you. Right. Of course, I guess maybe that's more a statement of he only has good stuff in a shop, but whatever. Um, but I thought I was all done, and I had all my stuff picked out, and I had pretty much locked up my purchase. And uh, I was going through the cold case one more time, and I saw the 15-pack uh, suitcase of Founders Solid Gold. And I'm like, oh, man, I, like, I hear people talking about this all the time, you know, or a couple of you, you know, telling you how great it is. I got, one of these days, I got to get this. And he's like, oh, well, it's, you know, can't remember what the price was, but it was like a dollar a can or something like that. And I'm like, huh, well... Well, okay. All right. I'll gamble. You know, no big deal. I mean, it can't be that bad, right? And it's not. Founder Solid Gold. 
it's I don't know if I call it solid gold, but it's a really decent lager. I really like it, and uh, um, I got my uh, Divine Barrel uh, twenty ounce glass out mm-hmm. and poured uh, two of these in it the other day. There you go. Of course, I you know paid for the Divine Barrel glass, making sure. Um, I didn't steal it. I didn't pay for it. It was it was gifted to me by the barkeep. Ah, yeah. So Josh is my witness. Yeah, he. He worked his dad magic, basically. Yep, oh that's God. right. But uh, yeah, no, um, man, I, just, I, I really like this. It's a, it's a good solid lager, and I would venture to say, like, I would almost rather have this than Yingling. Okay. Well, founders went aggressive with this. They are pricing this at five dollars above butt heavy kegs. So. They for, are, for a craft they beer. Are, they are going for this market segment. They are going for it hard. Uh, but the beer stands on its own, like just from a quality perspective, I would much rather have one of these than unlimited freaking Budweiser's. This is What about $5 Budweiser's at the Atlanta Falcons game? Oh, shoot. I don't know, man. <laughs> well, still, I'm going to tap this one. Josh. You're tapping it? No, sir. Okay. I was like, wait, what? No. That was premature. Uh, so not the first time. I have to ask: Is this a corn rice adjunct beer? Probably. Is this it is a light lager. Okay. Um, no clue. Okay, I didn't know if they said on the cans if this was corn rice adjunct or not. Uh, not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. It's just right. Just curious. Uh, yeah, I mean this is solid, and if Gold. they are if they are going to that point of like five dollars a Above a Bud Heavy keg, like clearly they're trying to attack that market, and good on them. I mean, it's it's time for them to, you know, the Bud Miller Coors drinkers to wake up and realize that there's a little bit better beer out there. Yeah, I mean, this isn't going to blow people's minds, you know. No, but you you give this to a mm-hmm. Bud Miller or Coors drinker, and they're going, oh, "What yeah. the fuck is this? Doesn't cost that much more." Okay, cool. Right. Well, the the problem is, and and what my fear is is that even though things are equally priced at the keg level, that yeah. some enterprising uh, folks setting beer prices at the retail level are going to say, well, yeah, but it's a craft beer, so we're still going to sell it for six bucks. Yeah. <laughs> like when they should be selling it for three. Yeah. You know, Very whatever. good point. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading an article. It doesn't claim anything one way or the other. It does mention they use lemon drop hops yep. via dry hopping, so it's... Okay. It's not double dry hopped. It's not a DDH lager, yeah. but you know it's, D, it's DH. It's DH'd. Uh, no, I mean, like I said, this is solid. It's just it makes me wonder: is this, like I said, is this corn rice? Is this a different type of a lager? Uh, it doesn't taste like a corn rice lager to me, which is even more impressive that they're selling it that cheap, at least at the keg level. So big buy, just on that principle alone. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up <coughs> was. Um, Westbrook's Rinse and Repeat. Uh, it's their latest in the Rinse and Repeat series. This is with Mosaic. Um, <laughs> so here's another one that I met kids, and I'm like, I really want to try that. So I grab a can, and I split it with the, with John, who was hanging out with me. Then I'm like, okay, I'll take the rest of the four-pack. Um, I really like this beer. This is We've had a couple of their Rinse and Repeats, uh, but I'm a sucker for an, a Mosaic IPA. And this one just worked really well for me. I, I like it a lot. Well, Mosaic, to me, I mean, Mosaic's so versatile as a hop that 
Sometimes I like it and sometimes I don't. Uh, this one I really, really enjoy. Massive buy on this. Westbrook's rinse and repeat has been interesting to say the least, but you know some more interesting than others, and this is at the top of the pile. Josh. All right, so I uh, did just recently pick up a 15-pack of Mosaic Promise Woo. from Founders. Oh, good luck. It, well, it's obviously not in there anymore, as you see. How, how'd that work out for you? I mean, it worked out fantastic. Uh, that has kind of been my gold standard when it comes to a Mosaic IPA. Uh, you know, I know a couple of other places do it, but... And, and it's kind of amazing to me how many times I say that about founders, that a lot of their stuff is kind of the gold standard of the so, style So of here's beer. an interesting thing. If you're wondering how a lager with the name Solid Gold hasn't been copyrighted yet, it's because founders actually has owned the name since 2008. Huh. I'll be damned. So there's something for you. All right. Uh, but this Friends from Repeat from Westbrook is really good. Uh, very surprised. Big buy for me. Next beer up. Next beer up. So, uh, again, more, more kits talk here. Um, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Wow. 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 Um, I mean, before we release this, is it possible to, like, you know, get some ad revenue for him? I'm saying. That'd be great. Yeah, for real. Because right um, now you're just sucking his dick for free. Well, you know. He's a nice guy. He, well, I mean, let's not get crazy. You look like you're deep in concentration over there. There's, on that there's bottle. This, so you see this itty bitty text right here? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, no, my old man eyes don't at all. Okay. No, no, I was, I was uh, so uh, this is revision. So revision is uh, out of Sparks, Nevada. I'm not sure where Sparks is. I could assume it's close to Vegas. No, it's actually closer to Reno. I'm not oh, kidding. Well, that totally helps. Well, awesome. I'm just telling you, like, have yeah. you been to Nevada ever? Never, no, no. Okay. So the whole, like, Lake Tahoe, Sparks, Reno area is closer to California than it really is anywhere else. Vegas is actually closer to Phoenix than it is anywhere else. So in other words, you're talking opposite ends of the state. Gotcha. Gotcha. Just a little education. Thought I'd help. Gotcha. It's like Evansville and Fort Wayne or Charlotte in Nags Head. Yeah. So at any rate, uh, Revision Brewing has their uh, Revision Double IPA, uh, which they won. That's why I was trying to read this. They won a silver medal in the 2018. Yep, that's an 18. 2018 World Beer Cup for this beer. Okay. So um, it's an award winner. It's an award winner. Major award. Um and I understand why. It's a nice, clean, solid double IPA. It's a little, um, the hops are a little. Uh, uh, I got a word for you. Okay. What's your word? Oniony. Yeah, very yeah, onion okay. garlicky. Very. But I can understand, like I, like, I get that. I mean, you know, this actually, and I'm okay with that. If it's a clean, clear double IPA, as dumb as that sounds. Um, okay. So I'm, I'm a buy on this one, actually. All right. Wells? I don't know. I, I don't think I was really ready for like an oniony garlicky kind of thing. So I'm going to no buy it. The interesting thing about revision, though, uh, it's the Knee Deep Brewing founder. That's right. So Knee Deep, like, went through some shit. And their founder and CEO came out the other side, and it is now revision. So 
In case you're wondering why that West Coast hop mentality. Revise, kind of, motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. Josh, where are you? I, I'm, I'm going to know by this. I'm Surprise. not aware. Yeah. Uh, so this one has the same problem with me as the Gubbina. The Gubbina is that onion garlic bomb that... Summit hops. That just does not click with me whatsoever. And actually what I will say and what really surprises me is that this isn't a hazy beer from Revision because it seems like that's all they fucking put out anymore. Huh. Is Really? Yeah, I and know. I mean, I, like, no, I'm, I'm clearly like, looking at it, but like, like, well, clearly. I mean, so, so that's that's that one, and this is the next one. Yeah. And they are both like stone double IPA clear. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you go to most bottle shops, again, most, and it's their New England style is the only thing they have from them on the shelves. I, I really hadn't noticed much. Of course, again, I, how much should I get near my show? Right. So, uh, but a, again, just the onion garlic thing does not work for me. Same thing with the governor. That's why I was glad when they redesigned it because that's just not a hop for me. So, hey, good on you for winning a medal, but no buy for me. Thanks, Beer Up. Uh, another revision double IPA. This is their what, what? In the butt. Can I get I a... said what, what? Oh, you guys. 9.1% double IPA. Uh, this one, I don't care for. But something about the hops in this one... I, I'm I am not savvy enough to be able to tell you what it is about this one I don't like, but not a fan. Um, no buy on this one. Wells. Yeah, it, I, I like this better than the last one. Still not gonna buy it. Josh. Josh is more interested in dead air. Totally. I no. love dead air. Uh no. 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 Just no. All right, next we're up. Uh, next beer up, we haven't had any Innocent Gun on for a while. We did like three of them at once. Yeah. Like a couple of years back. Yep. Um, and Josh, you found this one. This is their barrel-aged Kindred Spirits, a stout matured with Irish whiskey barrel staves. So it's been a while, but we talked about this on the show. They had started to sync up with a bunch of Irish distilleries. And so... They were releasing bottles from each Irish distillery in both the beer form and the whiskey form. This happens to be the beer form of... This is their smooth Scottish stout with Tullamore D.E.W. triple distilled Irish whiskey barrel stick. Yes. Um, so Tullamore Dew, it's an Irish whiskey. And like I said, they they have a beer version... or I'm sorry, a Irish whiskey version of said whiskey as well because as they have tried to explain in their stories that beer and whiskey are cousins because they both share malts and, you know, whatever. Uh, I happened to see it. It was an interesting concept. Like I said, we talked about it on the show. I don't know. It's been about six months or so. Uh, but apparently the stuff is now starting to come out onto the market. I'm actually trying to find the whiskey version of this now. Oh, okay. Just to, just It'd be interesting to have it side by side. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> this beer on its own, it was not interesting to me. Okay. It was just, it, it's a dry stout. There's a touch of barrel in there. I can find a dozen better barrel-aged stouts sitting on the shelf. So, no buy. Wells? I, I think for what this is, it's going to blow somebody's mind in that neck of the woods. But I'm not in... Being the jaded a-hole that you are. Yeah. I, it's all right. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And if you're the least bit interested in what, like, a you know, a continental stout is that's you know, 6% ABV and seen a touch of barrel. It's fine. I'm just not going to buy it. Josh. 
same thing. Like, <laughs> it was an interesting concept. And like I said, I wish I could have gone to the ABC store to see if I could find the whiskey to kind of do a side-by-side comparison with these just to see. Because, I mean, we had that Doc Porter's. And holy shit, that thing was on another level. I don't think that the whis- the Irish whiskey that this came from is going to be the same thing. But it would have been curious to try. Like, Jeff, you mentioned this is just a very dry stout. It's got a touch of barrel in it. And if you've never had that before, hey, it may open your mind to say, hey, beer is a thing. But for us, no, this is definitely not a beer for a, a type of person like we are. Plain and simple. So, yeah. nobody. Uh, final drink up. <laughs> final, final beverage of the night is a mead, which... It's the king author of beer. Yeah, I would say, does does mead classify as wine? Does it classify as beer? It's wine. Kind of, okay. Fine. All right. I was, fine. Just shut me down. I mean, King Arthur didn't drink water. He drank mead. Like a boss. That's right. <laughs> like a boss. Uh, so this is uh, B Nectar's... Uh, I don't want to say... I have no idea if this is latest or not, but I, I was... Uh, after the last show at the Common Market... What is that? 12, 16? I think so. That's probably 12, 16, 18? Mm. I, I don't know. Um, but this is called Tuco Style Freakout, which uh, I saw that, and it has the uh, chemical element, or the uh, the chemistry element, kind of like boxing, like Breaking Bad. And I'm like, oh, okay, this looks cool. I pick it up. Agave mead with lime... I'm in. I'm totally interested. Um, the description on it is total Breaking Bad fan service. Unashamedly, unabashedly Breaking Bad fan service. Um, this makes me, this reminds me why I enjoy mead and reminds me that I should buy more of it. This is not an outstanding mead. <laughs> uh, some of the other things that they have made, I have liked more. Okay. But. For the eight or nine dollars that this was, um, like the lime isn't super strong; it's not overly present. The agave is, you know, there, but it's it's not much. But I sat here and I and I drank like probably half of this bottle while we were going through the show. Um, it's super sweet, but I like it. I I, I bought it. I'll probably buy another one. I'm not lying. Billy Vels, well, Bee Nectar. Uh, they make great. Clean meads, yeah, just like sure. regular, but no, no haze, bro. But their fruit game is on point, and whenever they decide to get weird with it, like aged in rye whiskey barrels, or oh yeah, uh, I mean, Bean Nectar just makes some really good shit, and and this Tuco style freakout is no exception to that. I, I so. wish the lime was a little more limey. Sure, but because I had like a couple sips where I'm like the lime popped, but for most of it, it was just kind of like under the surface. Yeah, but I like lime. Fair enough. Where are you, Josh? <clears throat> I've gotten to the point now where I think bee nectar is about the only mead that I will ever buy. That's not a bad idea. Because I've I, had a bunch. Like, I've had a, that Viking blood stuff. I oh. do not like that at all. That's a different beast, though. It is. Uh, 
if you guys remember, I brought one from a meadery that was shut down in Greenville. Which is always a good idea. That thing was atrocious. Hey, guys, I brought some beer from this brewery that got shut down. Did we know at the time that it we was shut down? We did know. Okay. Yeah, we did know. But hey, you I never vaguely know. remember that. You never know. It could have been good, and they could have just made bad business decisions. Exactly. Like Buffalo it Sweat. Like tall grass, yeah. You know. I mean, tell me that's a bad beer. No, it's not a bad beer. That's a damn good beer. So yeah, it is. You but just you never know. You never uh, know. But I, I've gotten to the point now where I, if I do see bee nectar on the shelves, I don't really care what it is. I will, if I'm in that mood, I will snag one because yeah. I know it's going to be a quality yeah. product. Kill all the golfers is always one of my favorites yeah. to pick up of theirs. It's just so good. It's so much fun. Yeah. And I mean, they just, they know what they're doing. Do they do anything else but meads? I haven't. It's bee nectar meadery. Well, I just didn't know. You never know. I mean. They distill it and make whiskey. Well, I was going to say, I mean, you look at some of the, the places in the West Coast and how many of these places are breweries and distilleries. So, Which, you know, we're, I was, uh, maybe, we're, maybe we had that conversation with the Oak and Robot thing, but it seems like that needs to be more of a thing. Yeah. You know, where you... I'd like to see it. You know, where, where if you have easier access to barrels because you're actually making spirits yep. that you then use to put your beer in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but anyways, uh, this is a big buy and actually... You reading the description, that should have been a no for me because lime, lime, yeah. I mean, it's but the it's, lime isn't, uh, you know, and again, it's not overpowered. My gripe with it is probably why you like it, right? Because the lime is very muted under yeah. all the sweetness. And it's not that I hate limes, I don't hate limes, but you're just a monster in general. It, it can be done wrong very easily. All right, it's time for I tap that out That's of all tight, the, tight, tight, tight <laughs> out of all the beers we drank. Gentlemen, what are you going to put on your kegerator, Jeff? What are you What are you What are you going with? Man, um, I, I'm going to go Westbrook. Uh, that Tuco style freakout is excellent, but um, that like I, I can't tell you the last time that I grabbed a can off uh, out of the cooler and then immediately bought the four pack right afterwards. Okay, um, I, I just really like that. That's you are funny. wearing a Westbrook shirt, too. I, I am. Homer. 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 All right, Wells, what about I'm, you? I'm with him on that Westbrook. That was solid. Here, do you want my shirt? Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have a Wells snappy so comeback done. for that. It's like, He's just like, shit. <laughs> yeah, that was just like a shutdown. <laughs> no. Damn it, Bobby. I can't tell you the last time I've been conversationally shut down. Josh, what are you tapping? i got to <laughs> cue the music first. Yeah, I gotta cue the music first. He's gotta think. He's pondering. Gotta. You need to sit on your thinking chair. Where? I know you got rid of all the seating here in this friggin' room. I did. It's all good. Well, you know, it's the home office now, so I can't have couches lying about. But you can. Well, I have to be a little adult. Sort of. <laughs> you are a little adult. <laughs> Well, compared to you, yeah, exactly. Everybody's shorter than you are. Yeah, I was like, like, I was thinking, like, I should recruit you to come paint the trim because I have to climb things to paint that. And you can just reach reach up. Yeah, look, that's Uh, not even a strain. I'm like on my tippy toes to do that. I'm I'm touching the ceiling. Yeah, I can almost get my palm flat against it. Uh, You're the worst. Uh, I don't even have my my tall shoes on. I guess maybe Westbrook gets a trophy now. Oh, Oh, yeah. For a hazy IPA. For a hazy IPA. Which, well, I mean, you I, and I both. Yeah. But again, like, you know, we, we joke about Stockholm Syndrome, but honestly, like, 
we've had so many crappy versions of this beer because of all the breweries that were trying to jump onto a craze. Yes. Some of them were good, some of them were bad, and even some of the good breweries were making bad beer because they yep. hadn't quite figured it out yet. Yep. I'll just wait until you get a hold of the next wave of Brute IPAs. <sighs> yeah, I've Is seen... Is that the thing now? Yeah, that's the thing now. That's brute? The, yep. Really? Brute, brute IPAs. Oh, yeah. Hope you like champagne. Yep. That's the thing now, so... You were the one that brought the uh, Miller High Life. That was good, though. <laughs> actually was. <laughs> but, yeah, well... It, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I mean, like, you know, this is where it starts. Exactly. Patient so, zero. I guess Westbrook gets a trophy. Hooray! I'm out of trophies. Clean sweep. So we'll just give him a... Are you really out of trophies? Dude, you know how hard... Like, I know this sounds really dumb, but it is not easy to find, like, cheap kid trophies floating around. Even on, like, Alibaba? I don't <laughs> know about Alibaba. Okay. I'll let you... If you want to find some, eh, I'll, I'll, I'll hunt down some Alibaba. See what I can get. They'll probably be horrendously n- bad trophies, too. Even but better. that's the point. Yeah. That is the point. Yeah, exactly. All right. So uh, we're at the end of the show, Jeff. Where are we at? Uh, as mentioned earlier, crapbeercast.com. Uh, come find us. Talk to us. Check us out. Uh, listen to old shows. Um, at CBcast on the Twitters. Patreon.com slash crapbeercast. Wells. You can find me on the Insta Twits at All the Wells. Josh. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh CBC. Rate and reviews on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, iTunes helps. Google Play helps. Uh, tell a friend. You like our brand of. Stop flossing, Wells. You're too old to do that. Yes. Oh, my God. I saw it. You. I can't unsee this. I came up with a new dance the other day. It's called Egg Beater. I'm not going to show it. Please, please, please donate extra monies because Josh and I need therapy now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but like I said, uh, if you've rated and review us, tell a friend. Tell somebody, hey, you know, this brand of jackassery is my brand of jackassery. <laughs> yes. These guys. These the, guys get it. These guys get me. Oh, they, my God. They get me. <laughs> hey, it, five years at this point, if you're still uh, listening, God bless you. And, and heaven help you for those of you like Craig that just started. Yeah. And started at one. Like, don't start at one. Yeah, don't no. Like, my vote is 10. Just like, start yeah. at 10. Or, and then or even then, I mean, honestly, go back even like three months. Start there. Like, you don't need to listen to all that unless you're just that bored. Yeah. And like, more power to you. Like, I get it. Some, when I, I was, mean, I've done it before in the past, but I, anymore, I don't, I don't have time. When I was driving and commuting, like, I totally understood the idea of having like 18 different podcasts that I listened to. Right. And going back through an old catalog because I had all this time in the car. I don't have that time anymore. It's not that interesting to me. Yeah. I, you know. Plus, we're not that interesting. Honestly. No, we're really not. We're, you're, you're not going to be like, oh, man, I'm so glad I listened to episode 172. Yeah, said what? nobody ever. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, beyond that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday. Peace out. <laughs>